0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. I am your host Scott Carney and yes, I am flying solo today. Um, it's not the first time that I've done this, but uh, it's definitely a bit off-putting when you're just doing it yourself, but the other two boys have uh, work commitments today. Uh, I didn't want to leave yous without any Rangers content in this magnificent, glorious week that we're all just about to have, uh, so I'm here to just to bring you some news um, this week and obviously to go through the press conference from uh, Gerard and Tav today, and then we'll kind of preview the Livy game and uh, the starting 11s. Uh, So just before uh, I get into the news of this week, um, for my views on last week's news, i.e. the Fashion Cicala signing the 32 Red, extending their sponsorship, etc. You can check out True Blue's loyal YouTube page, uh, as I was very kindly invited on to talk all things Rangers on Friday night. Uh, So please go and check it out, I had a great time doing it. A massive thank you to James for the support and he truly stands by the motto that most use uh, but don't believe, uh, don't actually um, believe in it or act on it even I should say as support Rangers fan media. Um, so thank you again James and all the guys over at True Blues Loyal, uh, I'm really looking forward to the next time so Go and check that out. As I said, it was a good show. um a great time. It was Chris as well from Rangers On Tour and Debbie from the band The Ronains, um meeting her. Uh, it was really, really good. Really enjoyable. Um, and I appreciate him showing us the support. So we'll jump on to this week's news. Uh, obviously, it's trophy week, as we're all aware of. Rangers supporters are planning... Their way of celebrating, um, whatever way that may be, the Union Bears announced that they'll be doing a march from Kinnam Park to George Square, which has prompted the police to warn Rangers fans to stay clear of George Square. So, look, my personal opinion on this is I think the club and the police can do whatever they want um, regarding what people should and shouldn't do. Um, People are going to do what they want, I think. I don't think there's anything they can do really to stop it. I think people will gather at Ibrooks and, and at George Square. Um, it's been it's been a brutal year for everyone. Um, and we have been, as Rangers fans, rewarded for this brutal year by getting our main goal, which was getting 55. Um, it's everything to us, this. And people want to express their emotions in a different way of how they feel about it. Um, as I say, I think... The way the governments and the government and the the, the police are coming out, it's as if um, we should behave and, and everybody else should be able to really do what they want. You're allowed to go to shopping malls, you're allowed to do different things, but um, all of a sudden there's going to be a, a police um, a police plan in place, if you like, for 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 the celebrations. And whether I agree with it or not, I can understand. We're living in a a pandemic and these things are happening but life is slowly returning back to normal and we're kind of getting encouraged to go shopping again and do different things and meet people i know it's only up to six people in, in your garden just now but i think there has to be some sort of understanding um, from the government and from the police and what this means to rangers fans we've waited so long for this now and as I say, I think they can they can put as many plans in place or different things that they want, and that the restrictions are probably going to be tighter um, than from the last time we were at, down at Eyebrook, or when we went to George Square. I do believe that to be the case, but there has to be some form of give. I think there has to be some form of give and take, and I think all we can really ask for um, is that people behave, no matter what they choose to do, um, and just to st- stay safe. And just not to give sticks to the authorities and the supporters to beat us with. And you all kind of know who I'm talking about when I say the authorities and whatever supporters they, they decide to have. But whatever you choose to do, um, just stay safe and represent the club to a high standard. But from whatever you are and whatever you choose to do, um, just remember to shout that Glasgow Rangers are the champions. So we'll leave that there. Uh, we'll move on to... Our next, I want to speak about. So it's the the PFA Player of the Year nominees have been released, uh, and they are Rangers Stephen Davis, Rangers James Tavernier, Rangers Alan McGregor, and Rangers Ryan Kent. Now, we were told that Celtic were the best team in Scotland um, for for being the best team in Scotland and not having one Celtic player in the Writers Player of the Year or the Players Player of the Year. You've really got to. Question that I think I think we're quite right to question it. Um, I think that it's fully deserved for um, the both nominations, the, the the writers and the the players nominations player for the year. Um, that it's all Rangers players as it should be. We have been totally dominant uh, in the league. We are twenty three points clear. We are two games away from being unbeaten in the league and. Yeah, the cup results may have not been the best, but our performances in Europe have been spectacular as well. So, I think it's fully merited that that it that it's really Rangers that dominate this. Um, it's brilliant that it's all all Rangers players that really puts a massive smile on your face, and I think it just confirms how dominant Rangers have been. And it's a um, it's a good place to be. It's been a long time since we've been able to look at the the nominations for the Player of the Year income completely agree with every single one of them so uh, happy days in that regards. I've seen initial reactions online and stuff on Twitter that Golden should feel a bit hard done by. Uh, In all honesty he probably probably is hard done by not to be included in the the PFA nominations but Ryan Kent deserves plaudits for torturing Celtic the way he has this season and he's been a massive part of our season um everyone in the team deserves praise really, so there's not many that I would have completely disagreed with and I think it's fully deserved for the people that are there to be to be nominated. So in my personal opinion, I think Steve Davis could take a, a clean sweep um for player and the writers player of the season. But again that's really just just my opinion. Uh, but I, I do think that um he's got a massive shout for what he's achieved, as do all of them though. It's hard to hard split splitting hairs between them all. But just what Steve Davis has achieved this year um, for the way he's kind of dominated the the midfield, he's dominated, he's became the heartbeat of the the Rangers team, really, Um, especially with the absence for Ryan Jack for so long as well. He's really just stepped up and um, he's took control. And as well, he went and broke the, the British record for international appearances as well, which is a fantastic achievement. And he was rewarded with it all with 55 and with a contract extension. So... Um, he would be my pick. Uh, I, I do think if James Tavernier hadn't a had a hadn't had an injury problem, um, it could have probably been Tavernier, and more likely would have been because he would have continued to add to his, his phenomenal starts this year. But um, you can't take anything away from Steve Davis, as I say, for the age that he is and at the stage of the career that he's in to be performing the way that he is and completely dominating midfield in Scotland. Um I think he I think he deserves it and that would be my pick, but I, I'm not going to disagree with the with the decision when it's made. So move on. Um to <laughs> quite a funny quite a funny story and I, I usually don't spend too much time talking about Celtic players but um Scott Brown is a is a crybaby, apparently. Um, as if we didn't know this already. So there was apparently Keith Jackson has wrote in his, um, I don't know what the toilet paper of a tabloid that he writes for um, that a high-ranking official, uh, Rangers official provoked Brown as he made his way back to the changing room. Uh, he's a wet paper of a, a wet paper bag of a bully. Yeah, Scott Brown's sure Um I love that. I love that he's angry about this and the fact that someone even just laughing at him ha- has got him to. To, to, to roll over to, to Keith Jackson to get some sort of story going. Um, Celtic aren't going to make a complaint about this. Um, Keith Jackson's not allowed into Rangers. He doesn't have any sources within Rangers, as far as I'm aware of. So it's all just made up nonsense and it just cements the, the, the dominance of Rangers because they can't deal with this. They don't know how to deal with it. And I've said it once, and I've said it a million times, Celtic Football Club, always the victim. This is the card that they love to play. They love to be the victims of everything. Uh, and now they, they fully are, and they're trying to find anything. I mean, it's not even bigotry that they're trying to get Rangers done with now. It's laughing. It's actually laughing that they're trying to get Rangers into trouble with. It's, um, it's pathetic and funny all at the same time. And I love that they're hurting, and so they should be. Uh, I am... I'm fully getting on board with. The Rangers' dominance is going to continue for a few years now because, um, as we said, we've added Fashion Sakala as well, Uh, another signing, and this team across the city don't even have a manager yet, and it looks like they're waiting for Eddie Howe. Um, He seems to be the kind of favourite one, but he refuses to be announced, which is baffling. Uh, It really is, especially only with two games left in the season. Um, But long may it continue for us. As I say, we continue to get these players pissed off just by laughing at them, then yeah, I'm all for laughing at them all the time. Um, I think they know what's about to happen and I don't think they know how to deal with it. So long may it continue. So we'll jump on to the next game, Uh, Rangers take on Livingston at the Spaghetti Spaghetti Had on Wednesday night in the penultimate game of the league. The kick-off is at 6pm and it's only available on Livy TV for the ridiculous price of £20. So I would imagine there's going to be a lot of Rangers fans um, maybe abroad on Wednesday night, and to be honest, they'll probably get a flight cheaper than what they're asking to um, asking you to pay for for this game it's a ridiculous price and they're, they're fully taking advantage of um, Rangers fans to because um, they know some people will pay it uh, yeah it's just for, for a game that's not meaningless it, it does have some sort, form of meaning behind it because as I say we are Rangers and we want to win every single game but £20 is is Taking a liberty a wee bit, I think we'd all agree on that, it's a ridiculous price to pay, especially when you're going to have to watch it on TV, and I've got no idea who their pundits would be, eh, or who their presenter is, or for that matter, or how their content's going to be, but yeah, I think £20 is just a wee bit too steep for that, so... But It was press conference day today um, and it was Stephen Gerrard and James Tavernier that attended. Uh, first of all Gerrard gave a, a squad update Barisic is out, he's got a chance of maybe playing at the weekend Arfield did some patch up with the physio again he's got an outside chance of playing at the weekend. Balogun, Hollander, Katic and Jack won't play again this season Just on Ryan Jack, uh, the manager added that he'd spoke to the surgeon and he's delighted with how the injuries went but he won't rush Ryan eh, Jack back. So I think it's great news, the fact that Ryan Jack's operation went well. I've said it before, that that this next season coming up for for Jacko is a a, a massive season. Eh, I think the way that the core of the squad's getting so strong, if... He, he has another period of time where he's out for maybe four months, five months or whatever. I think someone's going to formally take take his place. And it's a shame. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a massive Ryan Jack fan. For those of you that have listened to his podcast for a while now, you'll know that. Uh, I think he's a, a massive asset to Rangers. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But in terms of his injury and his, kinda, his career at Rangers, I think next season's very important for him. So fully hoping that he makes a full recovery and they have got to the bottom of this um, this problem that he's had but we just need to wait and see it's all a matter of time and how he recovers but it's good to see that he's came through with it and that the, the management and the coaching team are happy and so that the surgeons seem happy with it as well so just get well soon Ryan Jack because I miss you so get back um, following on from that he was asked uh, can I do the injuries and suspensions that will affect the Champions League qualifiers If he would be adding players to the squad quickly to prepare for it, Um, like Fasten Sakala, like he has done. Gerard said, we have a recruitment strategy here that does not stop. Having Wright and Simpson in early let them get settled and we'll be ready to go with a full pre-season. Fasten Sakala will add a lot of pace to our forward areas and I'm excited to work with him as he has a huge potential. I think that's a massive thing about the way Rangers are doing their recruitment just now is... It's constant. It, it, it really is. It's it never. It doesn't seem to ever stop. Um, players kind of get pulled out um, from left, right, and centre. Obviously, during the kind of crazy season that we always go through, as soon as a transfer window gets close, uh, Rangers are linked with everybody. Um, but it's it's good to see that Rangers are doing their business well. And like I've just mentioned, our biggest rivals in this league don't even have a manager confirmed yet. And there's a lot of their players there that are going to go, uh, and they've not. Announced one signing yet, as far as I'm aware. So, look, like I say, long may it continue. Um, it'll be interesting to see who else is going to come in uh, and out of the lone players that are out. Who's going to come back as well? I seen B Glen Middleton did really well the other night uh, in the in the semi in the semi final. Um, so it'll be interesting to see um, what happens going forward. Gerald uh, was then asked about his opinion on the vote for the Rangers B team to be added to the, the Lowland League. Yeah, um, as that vote went through, uh, he said, "If you th- think about improving the national team on all levels, it will hopefully give players the chance to develop earlier and put them in pressure situations, playing against tough challenges in front of crowds. A lot of more talented Scottish kids will develop a lot quicker." So, I, I still kind of sit on the fence when it, terms it comes. To- well, I was sitting on the fence. I'm-, I'm more coming round to how positive this will be for the club. There is a lot of positives in this for Rangers being able to send out the youth to go play in, Not, I don't want to say proper matches, that's probably not right, but in more competitive environments, if you like. And I also think it's going to add a lot in terms of revenue for these, these so called kind of smaller clubs. Is if Rangers are not playing, uh, or they're playing away, uh, and the, the Rangers B teams kind of playing somewhere locally that's accessible for for a lot of Rangers fans. We'll go and pack out the stadium. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure of that. I know I certainly would if there was any happening cl- kind of close to me. Um, I'd definitely jump in the car and uh, and go to the game. And it's going to bring some revenue into the clubs in that sense. Um, so as well as developing coaches and stuff, Chris on Friday night. Um, on the True Blues loyal podcast that I was on from the Chris from Rangers on tour did mention that about the coaches. I hadn't even really thought about that. Uh, but for for uh, coaches like Kevin Thompson and stuff that work at the club, uh, it could be a massive part of their development as well in order to get them um, kicked on to be the kind of next stage in their managerial career. So, yeah, as I say, it looks like now it is probably going to happen, which is um, probably going to turn out to be a good thing. Um, so we just need to wait and see what unfolds with that. Tav was then in the chair. Um, was asked if he was if he's allowed himself to think about lifting the trophy on Saturday which brought a wee wry smile to his face um, he said with each day the excitement grows more but full focus for now is on Livingston and then we can turn our attention to Aberdeen and receiving the trophy I can't wait uh, it was great to see Tarf having the wee wry smile when he was asked about that question I think he's Feeling the same way as we all are, we literally can't wait for Saturday to come. But there is two games to go before we get our hands on that trophy, um, and it's a chance for Rangers to continue their, their unbeaten run. So, full coverage from the press conference today is on the Rangers' official YouTube channel and on the website, so you can go check that out there. So, onto Livingston themselves, they've been struggling really as of, as of late, but they're still in. With, A bit of a chance of finishing 5th ahead of St Johnstone, which would be a a fantastic result for them this season. Uh, For Rangers, as I said, it's all about the unbeaten run uh, in the league and hopefully adding an invincible league season to the the glory of 55. Uh, In terms of the team, um, (laughs) we don't have any defenders, so it's a bit of a a difficult one to predict. Uh, I may even see a change of formation uh, from the gaffer with this one. It's It's a difficult one to predict. I don't know who he's going to bring in to cover for Barisic, whether he brings a youth player up or whether he he drops Joe Aribo back. It's going to be an interesting one to see. Uh, but I'll go with the, the kind of standard 4-3-3, if you like, of what Rangers play and what I think the team will be. So I think it'll be McGregor, Tavernier, Goulton, Simpson, Aribo, will drop back into left-back, Davis, Kamara, Hadji, Kent, Wright and Morelos. So... I think that will be the team. I think Scott Wright's probably got a shout a, a shout of, of starting. Um, he's He's been quite impressive um, for Rangers, I think, and I think he's got a, a shout of starting, especially with maybe Hadji dropping a wee bit deeper or might play the 4-2-3-1 th- um, to put Hadji, uh, to put, sorry, Ariba into left-back and have Kamara and Davis just sitting. But it'll be an interesting one to see. I think I would probably like to see a youth player, in all honesty, get brought up. Uh, and can kind I of give the chance? I don't really see the 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 Harmon at the Harmon giving it a go. We can always make alterations if it's not quite working out. But I think this is the kind of chance the league got wrapped up about what forty five months ago or something like that, a long time ago. So th- this is the the chance for. A youth to get a kind of run out and, and and with the first team and to see what it's all about and to see what the the match day is all about and I think it would benefit I would think it would benefit them uh, in terms of the rest of the the squad I think it kind of takes care of itself who'll play and who won't play um, but it will be interesting to see what kind of alterations we we'll make to the starting eleven or to the uh, the formation itself just to cover for the the suspension and the injuries that we have. So, score predictions, I'm going to go with 2-0 to Rangers. Uh, I'm going to go Tav to score, and I'm going to take Scott Wright to score as well. Uh, I think it will be rather comfortable for Rangers. As I say, Livingston do have a wee bit of of something to play for with a chance of winning fifth, but I think our motivation behind remaining unbeaten in the league and um, to stay invincible in terms of the league season uh, uh, will kind of override uh, their motivation. So that will do me uh, for today. say uh, a bit of a short, shorter show because I am I'm, I'm on myself today. So thank you for <laughs> making it to the end. If you have just listening to me talk, um, it's a difficult thing to do. Honestly, if, uh, you should try it one time. It's it's not as easy as you think it is. Uh, but as again, it's been a while since we've done a show uh, purely club at twenty two. So I decided I would I would still batter on and do it myself. So shameless plug time. Uh, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel, like the videos, give us a wee five-star review on Apple Podcast, leave a comment and share anywhere that you can. It really does help support us and it really makes a huge difference. Um, the support will a bit overwhelming sometimes in the messages that we get, but um, it really means so much to us that you just want to continue to listen to us. So thank you to everybody uh, for sticking with us and still listening to us. And that'll do me, as I said. Um Short and sweet today. Um, so on tomorrow night, as I say, uh, Levy TV, remember, 6pm kick-off, not your usual midweek, 7.45, so it's a 6pm kick-off. Um, and that'll do me. As I say, my name's Scott Carney. I'm the host of Club At 22, the Champions podcast. Uh, and I'll speak to you all next time. Cheers. Podcast Network.